I need I need the side skin for the shoot here. Just make my head look a bit more sharper to find. Yeah, Tony, you're on, you're recording anyway. Right. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Muscle and Hustle podcast. We are joined by a guest that me and Mickey have actually fucking semi-organized someone for once because we are two useless fuckers. So we are joined with Dee McHill. I know Dee from fucking years here, but there's a very good story here and there's a lot that we want to run through. So I think it's a wee bit, it's it's, it's hard to, see whenever people say like, introduce yourself, I always find like a bit of an odd one if you get me. So like, if you want to tell anybody that's listening anything about yourself, uh, just give a bit of a breakdown of who you are. Um, so Dean McKeown, uh, basically I met Tony years and years and years and years and years ago. Then we eventually went to uni together, tried to pass, got useless degrees, and the two of us did nothing without degrees for years. Yeah, pretty in much. <laughs> Literally. Staying in contact and stuff. But um, one of the reasons why I'm obviously here today is because I was diagnosed with testicular cancer last year. And Tony's doing a lot for mental health for everyone, specifically men who don't speak about it too much. And he wanted to get me on to talk about my experience and how I got to where I am now. Yeah, I think it's it's just one of them things where it's 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 not maybe ta- it used to be taboo if you get me like people would be like uh, uh so I think like credit for you coming on because it's one of them things where like it's it, it's just a tricky sort of thing. So I think before like I think a lot of people will be just interested like and I'll just I'm just gonna be straight. So if I ask anything and you're like oh just say it because I'll be blunt. He'll be the look at Mickey's face there like. Uh. But like, I've heard it all people asking gruesome questions where do they take it out to everything so it's better, it's better <laughs> literally it's better to know more about it than not know what you want to know about it I was going to say because like I, do you know what the funny thing is and I, I don't know if I said this to you Mickey last week but I had a client right uh, in the last two weeks and it's what reminded me and he messaged me and goes mate I've, I, I, I don't know what the fuck's on my balls here and I was like Right, fuck. Right. I was like, I'm not a doctor, so I was like, I don't have a fucking baldies. But it was the sort of thing of he was like, should I go to the doctor? Should I not? And I was just like, just immediately go. But I was like, you shouldn't even think about not going. You should just go. Go. Yeah. Joe, but uh, so it was one of the things whenever it came up, I was like, fuck, do you know what? I wonder because I'm sure as a, as a, anyone will feel a lump in their body anywhere at some point and go, fuck, fuck, fuck. But then it also makes you go, oh, I'm over panicking all of their show. I think the main thing that Mickey's Dan asking is, so like, how did you, how did you find it? Or what, like, what did um, it look like? <laughs> it's, it is a very, very funny story. Like, so it was last, is it, it towards, we were still in lockdown, so it was towards the end of the last February, like January, February time. And we were still like training with GA, but I came home and my boyfriend now was like in bed. And I just come out of the shower and I went over to piss him off. So I like literally like hit him in the face with my willing just to wake him up and, and annoy him. And he hit me back. And I was pure, I was pure dramatic and was like, oh, that really, really hurt. But then like as I went down to feel it, I felt a lump. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Jesus. So then I like then went into the bathroom and was like twiddling my thumbs across my ball. And I was like, oh, that's definitely like a lump. So then I made Nag out of bed and I was like, come in the bathroom here. So then he also felt it and he was like, oh no, that's like definitely there. Yeah. So it was fine by complete accidental, maybe in a decade and trying to. So you wouldn't have checked yourself boyfriend. at all before no. that. No. Ne- like I would, I would have every so often, but never yeah. religiously once a month. Yeah. I don't um, think anybody. I don't think anybody does, even though no, like you're told to. And and the scariest thing was just like I didn't know how long it would be there for because I didn't check myself regularly. Yeah. So I was like, has yeah. this been here for ages that I haven't realised, or is this just here for last week? And I think that's the important message that I try and tell everyone is, you know, you have to really check things so you have a timeline in your own head. Yeah. Yes. It, see, when you, this is probably a bit detailed, but like, by lump, do you mean like, do you ever see the way I like, I know it sounds really odd, was it like, 
small? Was it like a bump or was it yeah, like, no, so you, know, like you can get a wee cyst? You can get a wee cyst. So one of the things the doctor told me was that like, so the tumour grows out of your actual testicle. Whereas right. like cysts are kind of like malleable and you can kind of move them around. On the skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can like you still have to obviously get it checked and you should never self-diagnose ever. Yeah. Like if you have any lumps or, or bumps or run Google the doctor, diagnose. Like, don't be like Demico told me I said this can be moved. Like I don't have cancer. Ten <laughs> ten months later, cancer. I'm gonna see that cotton putting my lady in a podcast. <laughs> no, so but when I went to the doctor, he was like, Yeah, you can't move it at all. So it's like a growth out of your actual testicle. Right. And was it like I know Mickey's probably like, right, fuck me. Huh? It was only like a P size, but on your like your ball's not big anyway. No. So yeah, like, even ball's... anything that size is massive to you. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah. I left I left it for a couple of weeks. Oh. And then I was like, I was like, I wonder if I could like if it'll go away. Like, and then you start coming up with excuses in your head. You're like, oh, it's probably something from football. Probably yeah. got like bruised or. And then you, you get that like you get lumps in your you body. Do, like, you get lumps like, and they go away. Yeah, you do. Like so, I know. See, I because I've had like we as you're saying there. I don't know where it's cyst, but I've had wee things where like you're like, is this is it not? And then you're sort of like in your head, you're like, I can't be. But I, I think it's one of the things where like I didn't know that about. Like it grows out of the ball. Did you, Mickey? I know that sounds odd, but well, like the only reason I kind of knew about it was funny enough. Last week, um, Mark Lynch podcast was on, yeah, and I was listening from, to it from Derry, yeah. and it was like straight away it makes you go fuck because I had always seen him as Mister Invincible, been you know following for years, and then I kind of when that after that podcast, I did actually look into it to go fuck. I don't do that enough myself. Like I, even though it's in your head about checking I never do it and then I was going to go check and I was like I don't even know what the fuck I'm checking for here so then I had to actually do a bit of reading to go what am I actually meant to be doing here you know how am I meant to be checking what am I actually looking for I know when you know you, you should be feeling an abnormality or something but I'm like as you said it could be anything it could be a cis and then all of a sudden you freak out and you go fuck <laughs> you know I googled everything like I thought it could be a cyst could be a sperm cell everything and I was like no like it doesn't look like that and then you tell yourself it's not and then you're like I don't want to go and waste doctor's time because this was in the height of COVID I was like like I don't want to be like ringing up and being like here I've got something in my balls I know people are dying I've right and said they're like wait can you take me in and just I get my trousers down and you can see what's happening was it? It was. It was just normal color. Like it, it didn't. Because no discoloration. No, no. And I. The thing is, like, I wasn't lethargic or anything. Like, I was playing sport away yeah, every single day, yeah. and and there was no like pain with it. Like, do you know, like say uh, like I was to squeeze it. There was no like discomfort. So I was like, oh. this is kind of strange. The only thing was, it's like a dull ache. Yeah. And it's not like an ache that's sore. It's just like a heaviness almost. Like you can just feel like something in your testicle. Was that? That was obviously after you found it. Well, after like I kind of noticed it beforehand, but I was like, do you know, sometimes you like you feel stuff, and you're like, oh, that happens. Me. Yes. Yeah, do you know, like you feel stuff, and it was grand. But then after it, then like you start noticing it more. Like do you know, like you would notice something and you would forget about it. This one was constant there. Yeah. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't yeah. like a comes and goes. This was a constant dolly. Yeah, because I was gonna say sometimes like you be sitting there, and I know this sounds odd, and some men will go, "What the fuck?" But sometimes you're sitting there. You'll just get a random sharp pain sometimes yeah. in random body parts, like anywhere around there too. So, like that's mad enough. And then you obviously booked him with the doctor then after a while. Yeah. Or... So I left it for a while, and then um, I was just talking about it to like Nile and stuff, the football manager, and he's like, "No, just go and get checked." So I rang the doctor. He took me down, and the whole process is like you think that like they care, and you're like, oh, "I'm gonna be 
like they don't give a fuck like genuinely he was just like like I joked and I was like oh, I'm sure this is awkward he was like honestly no I think the things I've seen this morning this yeah. would be the least of my worries when I'm going, what you're going to show me here and I was like great so got it out he just examined it the whole thing took about 20 minutes and he said to me um, I'd rather send you than not send you yes but I can't diagnose you I'm not sure and then that's whenever I started panicking yeah I was because I was going in there expecting my head to be reassured, being like, "Oh, it's just a cyst." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah." Whereas he wasn't. Yeah. So then it's the aftermath. So then after that, there. So you think, "Oh, you go to the doctor, they tell you straight away." It's not. You have to go. So then I, you have to go get ultrasounds. Yeah. So you go right. and get an ultrasound off, like a radiographer and stuff. And then how quick back? Sorry, because usually, like for example, see when my auntie had cancer. Like I remember this. Like I remember the results being back. Like. Like that, whereas... uh, from the day I was in the GP, I was diagnosed four weeks later. That's that really with... quick, isn't it? Yeah, very fast. So I had that was with scans, bloods, everything, like consultant appointments, and then diag- like diagnosed four weeks to the day. And then ultrasound is the one that like gets the main. Thing. Yeah, so ultrasound is the main thing for testicles. So yeah, they send you get an ultrasound, they just scan it and stuff, but then they can't tell you at the time, which is really really nerve wracking. Yeah. So the radiographers know. But they can't tell you. Yeah. So they're oh so you're trying. God. So you're trying to get conversation out of them, and you're like, "Oh, I'm sure." Like he could tell me, he's like, "No, no, like I wouldn't be worrying." Meanwhile, they're literally looking at your testicle, being like, "This is legitimate cancer here." Yeah. Holy fuck! And so did they phone call you, or did they bring you in? Or so, what? Yeah. So what happened was, I knew before everyone else knew, in my head. So they, so I went to like, the Bambridge where you normally get it in like, the near year. So, so if anyone's listening that's freaked out, you, you get it in Bambridge, just send you to the healthcare centre in Bambridge. And we really are for takes so there. They're always lovely. Like they're the most down to earth people that'll just reassure you for anything. So I got a phone call to go to there on like a Tuesday. And then I was in Niles house on the Thursday and got another phone call. It's like, I'm just killing. We're just like looking to book you an appointment for an ultrasound. And I was like, oh, there must be a mistake. I got mine on Tuesday. I was like, no, this one's with the consultant radiologist. And then I knew from that moment in my head, okay, this is cancer, but didn't tell anyone that. Though. I just knew in my head, they would have told me if it's not at this stage, if it wasn't. Yes, I know what you mean. So he took me up to Daisy Hill, got one there, and then he told me basically, I you have to see your urologist, but if it was me personally, I would take the testicle out. And I was like, okay, so that means one thing. So that was a Thursday, and then the next week, just when appointments fall, um, took me down to just call me to come down, and I was walking through the door, and I was going by myself because at this stage I did all my appointments by myself. I wasn't allowed to take anyone to the hospital for scans. Yeah, yeah. were you allowed to because of COVID? No. Yeah, you weren't allowed to. So allowed I was doing to. everything by myself. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of used to just doing it by myself. Yeah. But then when he opened the door, he said, "Mr. McMillan, is there anyone here with you today? You can take through." And then I was like, well, that's one thing, isn't uh, it? That's a dampener. Yeah, I know what you mean. Fucking <laughs> And then, like, I took my mummy in and she sat down and he was like, oh, Mrs. McKeown. And she was like, <laughs> I was like, mummy hasn't even said fucking hello yet. Calm down. <laughs> so I was like, you're the worst person to take. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd rather go in because I feel like was like when he said it were you shocked or like yeah. Um, like, like I, even though I knew whenever someone tells you like this is cancer, I was like, Okay, and then everything goes over your head. You don't hear anything; it just goes blur. And do you hear that in the movies when people say, "Yeah, oh, like they're completely zoned out," or and you're like dead on, like you cannot zone. Like I mean, I couldn't tell you what happened after that competition. Yeah, yeah. if I didn't have my mummy there, like she relayed everything back to me. Yeah, and I was like, right, okay. And then you sit there and you're like, what am I gonna do? Blah blah blah. And then 
he just told me, yeah, surgery's next. And I was like, surgery for what? And he was like, well, have to take your test out. And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck. So that's an experience in itself because you're then like, two tumours, they remove tumours and they have yeah. to remove your full testicle. Like, it's gone. So it was, how, how far along was the cancer did they tell you so so the biopsy afterwards yeah so that so at this stage he doesn't you don't know you just know the size of the actual like what the tumor is and it's like millimeters basically yeah and you diagnose you with ultrasound so basically the way an ultrasound works is like with a baby and stuff like with normal ultrasounds like the waves pass through but when it sees a solid surface that's what comes up so for cysts to pass through like all the kind of stuff where to pass through but for tumours it doesn't pass through so it's a solid mark yeah. so then he gets you up shows your your scans that you fully understand this is where it is yeah. this is what's happening and then they just tell you straight like, like your testicles being removed do you want to schedule like an in, like uh, like an implant one <laughs> you can get like a fake ball oh can you yeah you can get a you can get a prosthetic one and like I don't have I don't have one I opted, I opted not to get one just I don't know if I want that I don't think it works so, so I so I spoke to him and he was like I guess this is, you're gonna laugh at this one so there's only like small medium large and he was like <laughs> uh, I'd be and he was like, no extra large and he was like everyone's got their like their, like their normal balls that they're used to yeah. he was like some boys come back and be like it's too big for like what <laughs> Oh, oh sweet Christ! Can I get extra large, please? For Tony, <laughs> for Tony's budget smugglers. Have, like, can I have the biggest balls you can put on me? Like, <laughs> but no. So he asked me, like, "Did you want to get the prosthetic put in?" And I was like, um, "No, I don't think so." And then he was like, "Right, okay. Like, you can always come back and get it put in if you want to." And I was like, "Fuck me!" Like, uh. And then I was like, "No, no, no, forget about it." So then. I had to wait then. Mine was different so, to like everyone else. So I had to wait for ten days to get into the hospital because of isolation. So you had to like yes, not yeah. see anyone for ten days, get a COVID test, which was the worst thing because I was sitting there being like, "Fuck, I have to get surgery for cancer here." Yeah, that's a shit. That's right. just a wrong. It's, la- it's the last time you want to be in isolation. Literally, and the- then but what was good was that night. So this, this was a Friday. It was actually today, a year ago. I was diagnosed. The twelfth of May was the when I was diagnosed a year ago today, and I made it my my own choice. I rang my football manager. And I was like, told him and stuff. He, he knew what was happening. And then he's like, do you want me to tell like the boys? And I was like, no, I really want to go down to tell them. Just because it's like my news and I don't want people like talking about something that I don't have control over. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way, the way I looked at it, I didn't have control over cancer. I didn't have control over like my body developing this thing. Yeah. But I can control like the aftermath of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like what happens, who knows the effect it has on people. So I went down to training and just told all the boys and I just really wanted them to take into consideration that like no one is immune. Yeah. Like I was training, was very, very, very fit compared to recent years and my ball was like, surprise, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, fuck. But I think so, that's good because if you tell a thousand people this and it, one person gets it early, you, that's, do you know what I mean? That's all you want and then that's the difference and then that passes on whereas... It's just like you don't realize it because, like, you could say this and you'll never hear the back of it. Like, somebody will never say it, but that could be the difference. So, I think that is, and as you're saying there, it's it's a bit fucking mental, if you get me. Because I think, as well, for what you're saying, if somebody told me I had it, I had it, you you do fall in that sense of like, nah, like disbelief. And it, you, you do feel like you're, it's not going to happen, especially when you're young. Like, what age were you whenever that happened? What age were you? I was I, I was 26 when the tumor developed. Oh, man, same age as me. But fuck. the funniest thing 
that you don't realize is testicular cancer is most prominent in 18 to 30 year olds. Yeah, that's the that's the fact that I didn't know. Like no. I thought testicular cancer was like in 50 plus year olds, like 60. Yeah. Most most men that get testicular cancer are between the ages of 18 and 30. And then whatever they so they they put you in the operating table and they just take it out and that's it. And I think I Mickey, would you get a would you get a fake nut? Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I can understand because I assume maybe from an aesthetic standpoint, but yeah, like some people like some people said, like I spoke to a couple of boys about it because um, Oshin Kalen from Calvin, he yeah. like was the player that got it there a couple of years ago, so he was very very good to me. He reached out to me and then like we like spoke afterwards and done for friendship and stuff, and he was telling me. So I asked him like, all right, like did you get a fake ball? And it's not my place to say if he did or if he didn't. <laughs> But uh, like, so we, we just spoke about it and then I was chatting to another couple of people and I was like, I just don't think I want one. Yeah. I was like, at the end of the day, yeah. cancer, cancer made me lose a ball, so I may as well just hold it with pride. Because it's the same with women that get like have breast surgery and they're just like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to rock the scar here and be like, I beat cancer, so yeah. why the fuck should I... Should it's I whatever it? you're comfortable with. Like, it's like if somebody feels more comfortable with that, get it. If you don't want it, it's, it's just personal see in that situation I wouldn't even be worried about what way it looks you're just going yeah you can and like don't, don't get me wrong like like you can like notice the difference like it, you, uh, you, can, you notice your fun ball it'd be, like, no, it'd be like, no good for Tony and the budgie smugglers then yeah like Tony you would you would see like half a bit and then, uh, he like, shoves socks down he puts anyway, socks down so there nice. anyway. uh, he's, he's on the big Jordan socks this week maybe you, you could just get Fucking we fake Bob or Alex just make it look bigger anyway in the budget yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony like just ring up and be like I don't have cancer but it's one fake nuts is that okay <laughs> just put more in just look with them in his head hey. his head's going I have a photo shoot tomorrow is it too late for me to call the doctor now <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things though where in my mind I'm just like that's a matter of decision like within like four or five weeks you went from like it's just a lump to like will I have a fake nut or not it's just a bit fucking yeah but I think that was like I think the timeline was better because yeah. I've had this conversation with a couple of people have asked me like how did you cope with stuff and I was like absolutely fine during it because you You're don't have time on, to yeah. think yeah. so like GP appointment was on a Wednesday then I had an ultrasound then I had another ultrasound then I had bloods to check my tumour markers to see if they were elevated to see if cancer was there then I had my actual appointment to say you have cancer then you have your COVID tests and then surgery so there wasn't a day where I was like what's happening here it was just yeah. all go 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 for like five weeks yeah and then so what happens whenever they take out then do you have to go you had to go through chemo or what was the story with that yeah or? so like the surgery itself was probably eye opening because I didn't know how they removed the ball you're awake aren't you you know no I was awake I was asleep oh you were asleep but I like I thought like this is how naive I was I thought that like, they took out your, like, your ball sack oh, yeah, yeah that's I, what I thought they'd do I thought they'd just slice under that's, that's, no, that's getting no, no. nothing like they come through your stomach. So oh, your test, fuck off. Your te- do I like do I like you always wonder like when you get kicked in the balls why your stomach hurts? Because uh, your testicle connects up into your stomach. Oh, like the way you would see in like I, I suppose you wouldn't see in a dad. Do all the, ana- do all the anatomy of- stuff. Tony's see, never like, Tony's never looked at that <laughs> before. <laughs> so you like, scar your, on your on your stomach. Yeah, so like so, like see where like your like your abs like do you like the V not that I have a fucking yeah, 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 body yeah. or anything but do you know that like actual V that's where they come in so pure straight through muscle through like absolutely through the muscle layer and the sheath like go straight in there pull it out and they just cut it off that's how it's work and I didn't know this till like Jeez. the day of the surgery basically because my like Mr. Glackley was called told me not to google anything <laughs> he was like google is your worst oh friend. that is your worst enemy 
I think I'd rather like, score. I think I'd rather. I don't know. Do you know what? I, I, no, I, I, I the way I looked at it, I was like, lethal. I don't want my fucking ball sack to be swollen and everything. Because do you know if you get uh, a prosthetic, they have to like push down and back in, right? So then you have to wear oh my God, a nappy, right? So then you're, it all swells and shit, and you have to wear a nappy. Whereas in like this one, you just have to like pad your stomach and all. I was like, prefer that than wearing a fucking nappy or swollen with a swollen ball sack. For a fake nut that probably feels like a golf ball too. Uh, Literally, and it doesn't move. It's all like silicone. No, no not for me. Is it, so is it, it's like in, hard plastic, is it? Yeah, it's like apparently it's like squishy and all. Like, uh. <laughs> 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 oh. Not for me. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so it was grand. But like, I had a really funny story. That, like, so um, walked in. I was in like Craig Avon for my surgery and it was like, had to be like there at like half seven, seven o'clock, whatever it was, even earlier maybe. And was first in that kind of stuff. And I met this lovely Filipino nurse. So now I walked me up, like said goodbye, it's all emotional. And then she walked in and then she like looked at me and she turned, she's like, cancer. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then she turned around and she slapped me. Like, I mean, a complete thud in my shoulder. And was like, you got this, no yapping, come on. And I was like, Jesus, fuck. Like me, girl, like, yeah. do you think she was going to be all emotional and like, yeah. Like, yeah, you've got a great support system. She was like, wise the fuck up. Here you go, get in. I'd rather that. Like, That's the sort of mindset I want. I'd I then, like, after that, I was like, okay, this is okay. Then, like, Joshua, like, she started, she was like, I can see you're you're so loved. And then this big massive thud on the side of my, my back. And I was like, now, wise up in here. I was like, Jesus. Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I was like, no messing around in here. But like, it was all funny. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the morning was made so easy. Like, the doctor's coming in joking. And like, what they say like so they, they have to write obviously on which side of your leg it's coming off and stuff I do you mark the wrong one yeah so then like, they were joking about that and like I joked and I was like, like does everyone in the theatre room see my willing she was like yeah but like it's not ready to talk about much anyway is it so like they're, they're completely reassuring you that this is probably the scariest day of your life but we're going to take the piss out of you anyway yeah. yeah, but I'd rather that. That's far better because otherwise you'd feel like your your it's it's end, like your life is now end and everybody's feeling sorry for you. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck. They were like, oh, well, oh that's far well. better because that's normal. That's exactly what you need. Uh, you'd be yeah, more so worried like, if they were morbid, run the boat. Yeah, going like, with exactly. So like, yeah, the whole day was honestly, I was in was out that same day. And oh, then yeah. out and in the same day, like a real battle, isn't it? Like it's fucking. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah. So what happened was they have to then send your testicle away to biopsy and stuff to find out what stage your tumor's at and then what stage was it at i was at one tb so basically the way it's diagnosed is if your tumor and your testicles confined exactly to like the tumor of the testicle they're just taken out you don't need chemo the way to say your cancer works is it starts spreading out spreads to your lymph nodes your lungs and your brain it always follows the same path which is really really good it's predictable so they can always treat it so that's why it is such a treatable cancer because it's not like one of those ones where it could spread to any random part of your body. Yeah, it always just goes like testicle. Yeah, because they interlink. Yeah, the yeah. the tutor. Yes. So it's always tracks it, so that's good. But mine started to spread. Mine had covered the whole testicle and started to spread out of the testicle into the tubes, out of it, and up towards my lymph nodes. Fuck. So then I had to get more scans and stuff, and then the funniest one was I had to go and get this like drink this liquid, which yeah. is like radioactive, so you can't see I know this, for, like, Yes. So you can't see anyone for hours because like. You're really active. You're the bionic man. Apart. Yeah, do you know if you like where like, he told me this? If I was a die in a car crash, I have to be like buried away from people because you're literally radio fucking active yeah, and you make yeah. the ground all radioactive. It's like your man from The Simpsons. Do you ever see him? Literally, Homer Simpson, he drank that. Yeah, that was <laughs> me. radioactive man. He's like the superhero, isn't he? And whenever you go in there to check, but then they inject this thing into you that like it's this warm liquid that passes through your body and like <laughs> goes, 
goes down to like the, that region and then they have to put away like basically it's like a puppy pad on me because like like some people it's gonna come out because... yeah we secrete it yeah yeah, Fuck some people like yeah, some people piss themselves because it's a nice warm sensation. So you just go to the toilet, and I was like, great. I was like, so want to lose my ball, and now I can piss myself. Fantastic. Like, is there any other oh. bad news I could be told here? So, um, turns out yeah. So it turns out it hadn't spread to my lymph nodes, but it was going that way. Yeah. So you go up and you meet your oncology team, which was as you probably know, Tony, is like the most daunting. Like that was the worst day of my life. Like, so you go up to the cancer unit in Belfast to even just find out your treatment yeah plan. I've been there it's grim as fuck and you just see like all of these people who are like sh- like shadows of themselves yeah and yeah, like, that absolutely, was, yeah that was the hardest day for me not even going for chemo the actual day where I'm like oh fuck I, like surgery was grand for some reason I was like fuck surgery surgery like everyone's had surgery at some stage like this isn't That's... the worst and then chemo whenever I was sitting down and I was like no I actually have like I'm literally a cancer patient like yeah. I had to meet my Macmillan nurse fuck all of that kind of stuff and you don't think of that stuff whenever you're getting surgery and all it's like the post where you have like your Macmillan nurse you have to get your te- like your chemo plan your immunosuppressants yes. yeah because my aunt well my aunt had cancer I remember going in and literally I, I don't know whether it, it just depends like on like it was looking at the drugs you know what actually happened this sounds nuts and I'm not off top of it so when my aunt had cancer for three years ago right she kept on getting like diverticulitis, like this bowel disorder where like yeah. Joe shit was going off. She kept on getting issues. And the two doctors were in the room. One was a surgeon, one was a doctor, I think. And they were debating whether to open her up just to, to take out a wee bit of intestine, whatever, right? And so whatever the doctor that wanted to do surgery decided, yeah, look, we'll agree, we'll do surgery just to see. And whenever he opened her up, that's when he realized that her entire womb, it, like it, it, there was no sign of it. He went in and snippered a little bit of her intestine. When he was in there, he goes, that looks like cancer so he got it tested and while she was on board goes so then she went in for like intestinal like just to get a bit of intestine cut out and woke up and he goes we've had to remove your, cancer we had to yeah. remove your entire womb and a bit of your intestine because oh, all of it was cancer and the thing was and, and he go and the doctor turned around and goes you may thank him and I remember this so clearly because we were in the room and he goes we went outside the room and flipped the coin to see would we do surgery or not and he was like because we couldn't decide and he was like so as much as mad as that sounds, he won the coin toss, and that's the reason you're alive. He goes, you'd be dead in three months, and I think it's one of the like, things where later, like cheers, thanks, that yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it, 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 do you know what it is though. As much it, I know, you, it's it's one of them things, not luck, but it, it's it, whenever she was in there, I just remember like her hair falling. So did your hair fall out? No. So the way it was, it works for me was I was in carboplatin. So there's two, there's there's different kinds of ca- uh, like chemo you can get for testicular cancer. Right. So um. There's like cisplatin and carboplatin. So I was in carboplatin, which was like a wasn't as severe as like cisplatin, which makes you lose your hair because you have to go into hospital for that one for five yes. days. And thankfully, because it hadn't spread fully to the lymph nodes, I didn't need to get cisplatin. But got carbo and it was it thinned, and I had like random wee ball spots that like yeah. I was just managing to like hide and stuff. Oh, and, like I would be, I would be in the shower, and I would like. I'd be watching yeah, her. Yeah, I remember. Like, you'd have her coming out. It wouldn't be, like, in clumps that like, I'd have to shave my head or anything, but it was, like, the way you lose your hair normally, I mean, like, this was, like, strands and strands of her, and I was, like, oh, fuck. So I was, like, just, like, just, like trying to wipe it so you don't see it and, like, realise it as much. But the cancer team is, like, like and I, I've said it before, and I've said it, I always said, like, the cancer team is, like, the greatest. Yeah. Like, they are the, made of the greatest people in the entire world. Yeah. They're making a real difference. That's why I think. Yeah, like they're they're the greatest people, and like, and 
it is, and like I will say to everyone, like and like I'm a very jokey person, and I've taken cancer in my stride, and I'll never let it define me. That was the scariest day of my entire life going into a cancer ward. Yeah, that's it's because the, the thing is too, they're so, dealing with it all the time. But like that's like when I was in the fire service, all the other stuff doesn't matter. The only bit that really gives you any sort of this sounds terrible, but they're probably not living for it. But they know when they're doing that. It's like whenever we got a house yeah. fire, it's it, you know you're actually making a difference and you're fucking right. So they know they're doing that every single day. So it's a big fucking. It is, and then like they always reassure. And then like, I don't know if you know this but like everyone's so nice to each other, and that like do all the patients. Yeah. Like everyone tells you your whole life story. Yeah. Like I met this old man. He was telling me everything from when he was like a teenager, and he was just so funny. He was yeah. like, "Why did you hear something?" And I told him what happened, and he was joking about Hayes, and it was just—it's a nice experience because everyone's going through something similar. Yeah. I can't believe you're having a nice experience. But it's—it's it's a nice experience to like. You're not like, on your own. With, yeah, and yeah. like while you're sitting there shitting yourself, this fucking bag of like toxic waste yeah. that isn't like this big black bag with a skull on it and you're like Jesus this is going into my entire body here like you can sit there and an old man tell you a story about when he was 17 and yeah. he was too drunk to remember his life one night and I'm like you're just a great person yeah yeah. So, and they probably understand where you're coming from more than you yeah. know you can talk to anybody in your family but they don't really know but this guy yeah. goes I was you walking through this door a couple yeah. of weeks ago or, or a couple of days ago and that's and why like, they probably speak to you because they know, oh, he needs someone to have a joke with him because I needed that. Or the McMillan girls, they have been round the block so many times that they they can spot people who's putting on yeah. a brave face, but really and truthfully, they're kicking themselves. And like, it's proper. It's it's just a really emotional time. And like, I yeah. think that's the thing I want people to take away from it is that it's okay to be like scared. It's okay to be emotional. Like, if you have something traumatic that happens, you yeah, like you don't have to hide behind a facade. Like, you know, like what I were, what I did at the start was if anyone asked me anything I'd be like oh it's grand like it is what it is it'd be fine worse and like now if someone asked me how it was I'd be like oh, like it was shy like, like yeah. I, I don't hide, hide away yeah. from it like I do say now yeah par- parts of it were fine but it was really shit like chemo was shit I woke up the next day at 7 o'clock in the morning just being sick everywhere yeah I was like I couldn't do anything I was exhausted like I I caught COVID Tony knows I caught COVID like two weeks ago and like COVID yeah. was nothing on chemo. Like chemo literally oh, made yeah. me feel like I was going to die. Yeah. And like they give you anti sickness, they give you anti sickness tablets, but it doesn't stop you like feeling sick. So you don't poke everywhere, but you still feel like you're going to fucking die. Yeah. Yeah, it's heavy. And chemo was what like a couple months or is it a couple? No, my my was like thank fuck. So mine was um, if you're on cisplatin the stronger one it's yeah. like a three month dose where you're in hospital for five days every three like every month yeah so you yeah. do it you finish your cycle the next month you're in for another five days mine was i sat in a chair for nine hours i think and just had chemo fully for that full day into my arm which is long that's a long time like yeah. but so the way they did it so instead of doing two for me they just swamped me with chemo fuck yeah right fucking hell. so I did a kidney test beforehand. That's what I said. Do the, the radioactive test that you do yeah. to see how well you can like dissolve, dissolve and like pass pass the stuff yeah. through you. Yeah. So like it's funny now looking back. Like I have really good kidney function. Thank fuck. Like you, yeah. you look away from being like lethal, no kidney problems. So yeah. because I had such good kidney functions, they give me the biggest swamp of chemo you can get. Yeah. <clears throat> Just and get it, it done. Like, just to get yeah, it done so it just flooded me with chemo, so I didn't have to do it more than once. 
and oh, yeah it was shit <laughs> like it was shit but it was grand the way that I like, didn't have to go back again during like, in, like yeah one big months. And what was the side and, effects after that um I went to football that night with my daddy to watch and I felt like a king being like this isn't taking anything off me here uh, next day six o'clock woke up boked everywhere yeah. I mean everywhere boked everywhere um felt like just slept all the time but no energy I was constantly green like my yeah. skin had, yeah 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 the, this coloration was crazy um obviously like a bit of hair loss here and there um, and my sense of taste changed and never came back did it not never yeah so like it's in like a, is it is it still food still tastes alright or is it is it I can't so I used to be able to eat like do you know, fizzy sweets like sour like yeah. sour matches, and I can't handle sour stuff oh just can't, fucking just hell. can't do it um, <laughs> but I can't drink red wine now which is good yeah well, <laughs> like, I can handle that kind of stuff but I can't drink yeah so change my taste but it'll never come back so then you done chemo and then you get the all clear or what does that work then? So, that ha- so what happens is you, you have like a time frame afterwards where you go back again, you get scanned, you get your bloods and all that. And then you get your, well, first starts, you get your bloods every six weeks originally, yeah. for six months. And then it just decreases after time then. But for the next, I think, 20 years, I get an ultrasound every year. Fuck. Yeah, so like, it's good the sense that like you get a full MOT like yeah I was gonna say you you couldn't buy that the minute like people yeah, want so to get like, a full MOT and nobody will give it though. and like next week's a busy week for me so I have my bloods and the scans because it's coming up to like a one year mark yeah, so next yeah. Saturday is the 21st and that'll be the year since like I've had the tumour removed so it'll be one year one year like free so next week next year's next week's like a busy week and like you do forget so, like I'm not gonna sit here and say like Oh, it's all traumatic. Like you do forget. Like yeah. Oh, I'm sure you go back to normal, don't you? Thanks. Tell, yeah, like uh, tell level. You do forget, and then you get like a letter through in the post where it's like, "Oh, please get your bloods done." You're like, "Oh fuck!" I literally did have cancer. I forgot about that for a second. Like, or like, you have to like now that I bought a house and I have to try and get like life insurance. Oh <laughs> um, fuck! Like I can't get it right now. Like so, like yeah. People just turn me down even before I get through the fucking first. Many years clear. Do you have to? Some some will cover you for obviously a really expensive amount, but some it's like five years. Yeah, five sort of afterwards, yeah. and like that's the kind of stuff where you're like, oh fuck, like you well, genuinely forget you have anything until you have to declare it or yeah, um, like I had to get four vaccines because I was immunosuppressed and that like do those do those kind of stuff like yeah. I felt like a fucking ox now like my, you could take my blood and cure COVID with it. <laughs> So like it's that kind of stuff where you, you where you forget until you're reminded that yeah it goes back to normal that's like it's yeah. like yeah hundred percent like I can't obviously I can't relate to that but I know exactly I do get where you're coming from because if anything happens to you it happens to you and then it, as time passes habits form thought processes break it I mean, that is up it's just a mental house it's just what about any I don't mean to ask this but I'm sure people's thinking was there any functionality problems afterwards? I woke up. And I love this story because it is the funniest story that's ever told. I woke up and obviously you can't you can't feel down there because you're numb and stuff. So you wake up and you're kind of like out of it and all, right? Yeah. And they come around, they, like they examine like the area. So you're completely out of it, knocked out. I woke up with a full boner, like oh. full body <laughs> rocking there. And I didn't know it was there until I looked down. And the doctor was there and I was like, 
I am so sorry. Like I was pure apologetic and I was so embarrassed. And he was like, No, I love this. This shows that like everything's working uh, like, Oh, that'd be the, like, the happiest he's moment like, of my life. He's like, this, happens, <laughs> this happens, like it's the better. So like, yeah, so functionality wise, um I'll be brutally honest, like I love like I don't know if anyone knows, but Joe, you've got a good ball on the ship ball yourself. Joe, you've got that like one that like is you pick one, one. you pick one. Uh, yeah. do, do you know what you do? Like you have one that's way bit smaller and you're like this is the shit ball. I right, Paddy calls it's it like, or Tony's the one they uses for Snapchat when he was younger. Do it from the left hand side. You get the good side, like, right? So I lost the shit ball. So like my big ball's still rocking away there. Like, <laughs> and then like there's things you don't that like, you'll never think of. So like I have to get my testosterone levels checked. Yeah. And like you never think about that there. So like my testosterone levels are like still so high, so good ball yeah. still its work. I have to get that monitored every year to see if it's decreasing, so then I have to get like TRT, yeah. Um but like in terms of like placebo and sex drive yeah, all grand like yeah. never changed probably a lot to do like I noticed if I ever have anybody like me, like you'd be surprised what people message me about like fucking their sex drive and their sex drive. I find a lot of it now this is not just for a lot of that sort of stuff I feel is definitely mental as well a lot yeah absolutely like, and I know that like obviously testosterone will affect it. like in the future I will I will 100% need it they say that I will and I know that will make me lethargic and I probably will decrease but like a lot of sex drive is mental yeah it, it is, is your happiness like plus the thing is too like it's one of the things I don't know if it's ever happened anybody it's happened to me before if you ever are gonna have fucking sex and you you start overthinking it it'll not and work and you go soft and you're like oh fuck sake. Like, yeah whereas <laughs> see if it's not working and you just mellow out it always just sorts itself I know that sounds odd not always but it always did sort of tell most, yeah most of the time it does like so now block Stays and right. That was, so that was, and I was worried about that, boys. I was worried about like, yeah. what if I, like, what if like I can't come again? Or what yeah. if like, but do you know what was mental? Like, like, these are things I want to tell people about if they ever experience it. Like, so like, I was shocked by these things. Like, I had to go and wank in a cup in Belfast City, like Belfast City Hospital, and freeze my children. Yeah. Before, like, I had to get chemo and have yeah. to like, freeze your sperm in case you ever want children. Yeah. And like, that was mental to me. I was like, sweet fuck, like I'm an IVF ward here, wanking into a cup. Yeah. I'm afraid of it. It's that is it's stuff like that though that I think as well. If anybody's listening and ever has to go for it, then they know that like somebody's came out the other side, and then they've also know that like it's it's normal to feel like I think the entire time it would feel very very surreal is probably the best word for it. Like like a, absolutely, yeah. I think that's like I think it's just nuts. Like, like the, I know it sounds nuts, nuts. but. <laughs> I'm about to sound like a pun but it's one of the things where it's like it's fucking just it, it, I think as well it's just one of the things where like whenever I said to Mickey about getting you on it's just it's one of the things I would be like nah not even worried about it don't worry about it invincible and I think it's just one of the things where it, you I don't know where you caught it earlier or what but like obviously just a case of it's caught at the right time there so it's just yeah if, so the way it would ju- just like, this is like what I would do like, so the way it works is like you don't have it there's, there's not necessarily like, a time frame because like I like the way I look at it, the way I look at my life is like if this is the only thing that's ever happened to me, I'm blessed. Like testicular yeah. cancer is a ninety five percent cure rate for like all stages. Yeah. So like, and I like I like I went through a really bad guilt phase where I was like, yeah, I have cancer, but I don't have really really bad cancer. Like my cancer isn't like that of the. Like if you had pick one, people like, would. I remember. Do you remember, do you remember in our class? I don't know if you remember. Joe G. Was it? Jamie Devlin, do you remember him? Yeah. He was in our year in in uni. And I remember the doctor. Whenever he 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 had cancer, I think twice, and 
uh, I remember people saying like, I remember him explaining to me and he was like, the doctor said like, if he pulled up a sheet of cancers, he was like, he would out of the top, like if this is the pick, one you should get. Yeah. He was like, if he had to pick a couple, he would say that like, I would probably pick yours as maybe one of my options. And I was like, yeah. that's such a mad, he was like that testicular. And I was like, that's a fucking mad Literally, way. They, but, they said that to me in the first day. It was like, if like, if you were to get cancer, like you want this cancer. And yeah. I was like, great fantastic so you went I did go through a bad guilt phase where I felt really like yeah kind of off that you felt you guilt were, but it was just, yeah but it was like you were like, it's, it was uh, like, like survivor's yeah, remorse like, isn't it like, but you're like oh yeah but like people have the way worse than me so yeah. like, I think that's what like really helped me get through it was I was like yeah you do have cancer but like you could be literally fucked here like, you yeah. could be so fucked and that and was your odds at 95 like yeah, like, oh, 100%. And then even, like, even whenever I was getting chemo, they said to me, like, so they sit down, and I didn't know this. I don't know if you know this, but you can always turn down chemo. Like, I know you can turn, you always hear people being like, oh, we're not offering for treatment, but it's your choice. Like, I could have walked in there and been like, oh, I don't want chemo. Yeah. yeah. So they said, yeah, like, basically, my chemo, like, I can, this can always come back. Yeah. But, like, the chemo reduced it to below, like, 5%. Whereas in, if I didn't get chemo, there was, like, a 15 or 20% chance that it could come back. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Do I want to like take the five percent or the twenty percent chance?" So I was like, "I could never live myself. Like, I would live with myself if I came back after I had the chemo because I could I couldn't control that bit." hundred percent. Yeah, if I, if I came right. back and I didn't get chemo, then I put that on myself almost. I'd be like, "Well, yeah. you had your chance to fucking lower your chances. Yeah, you, and you didn't take it." So a hundred percent. You've you've not that you're asking for to come back, but it's one of the things where like they've gave you an option to help you, and then you went, "No, nah, fuck us." So yeah. So yeah. I was like, nah, take it, fuck it. I'll just do that there. But yeah, so I got off topic, sorry. So basically the way it works is um, they take your time frame, but there is no real like time frame of like what's worse than what's worse. Obviously if it spreads your lymph nodes, you have more chemo and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's a lot more drain on your body. But I like if someone finds a lump and doesn't go to a doctor for like a longer time, it's like it won't necessarily like kill you do you know what I mean because I'm trying to say like I'm not like if there's someone listening now and they've had a lump for seven months and they're now like oh sweet fuck he yeah. went after I like, don't pat, yeah. four weeks like you're not running out of time to go to the doctor like the there's thing- never a bad time to go yeah. seven months eight months oh you're better better late than never plus yeah. I think like I don't know if you remember was it last Christmas night uh, like I remember and a lot of people have this real thing where they don't want to annoy people they're like oh there's the doctors are worse off and I remember my dad going up to Annie it was like three nights before it could have been around Christmas last year and he, he felt these lumps in his arm and the lumps weren't anything like they were they were something where you'd look at it and go alright that's not normal but it's nothing major mm-hmm. and he went up to Annie because it was annoying him for a couple of days and he goes and he was, wouldn't go up and I just goes just go up and just see because the doctors couldn't let him in because it was around it was either last Christmas Christmas before with COVID and all and he went up and he was like, look, I'm so sorry for wasting your time. It's just like fucking families practically forced me to come up. And whenever they scanned it, they were like, the doctor was like, out of everybody I've seen tonight, you're probably the most important because there's 11 blood clots in your arm. Like, So he's like, if they weren't treated in the next maybe 48 to 72 hours, you'd be dead. And he was like, and I was like, just for the sake of him going up and annoying. Jesus Christ. To yeah, but I, do remember, is- I do remember this, but I don't remember like how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it's just one of them things where I think as well, like, as much as like I'd rather go up like I, I'd rather go up and go fuck I did annoy them that's what the hell that's what they would rather you come up and check than turn around and go I didn't come up because I felt I was I, annoying I you didn't and want then to you fucking you. die yeah do you know what I mean and as much as you feel like oh I shouldn't be like they would like it's much better to turn around and go oh it was fuck all and I got scanned it was better than turn around and go 
oh, I left it too late and now I'm going to fucking, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, exactly. For the sake of that, like, it's just one of the things where if in doubt, get it checked. I think, I don't know, like, it is tough to remember. Like, you can't put it in your fucking calendar to feel your nuts, but just a general no, thought process. I always, like, the way I do it now, and I feel like the one I've got, the one I've got left, like, I just feel like, like anything to go for a shower. It's your best like, bitch. Just, yeah. And like, even, like, even if you just want to do it once a week, like, you don't, you don't yeah. have to do it, like, every day, like, but, but you do clean your fucking balls, so like you're gonna yeah, be like you're doing, you're down, you're down there, like oh. so like but come from like what I've said to and like you never since I posted that last year, like two or three people have come to me and yeah. have since been diagnosed with testicular cancer. Three people I like two two I know third like is in the process of getting stuff checked. Hopefully it's just a cyst. But two I know in the last year come to me being like I checked your post and that's where I saw it from. But that's, I know that sounds terrible, but in a way, like, that is, like, where, that's like, the difference. That's, yeah. that's what I wanted to happen. So, like, the way, what I said to everyone, I said, keep saying it, become familiar with your body. Yeah. So, like, if you if you do have lumps and bumps that are there, like, some people do just have lumps and bumps down there. I do. I have know? lumps all over the top of my head. They're, like, fucking cysts. Yeah. So, oh, Jimmy, like, if, if, if that's normal for you, that's normal. But you have to become familiar with like, yeah. what is normal to you. And then you'll realise what isn't normal. So, the more time you check, then you know what's, like, and, like, things, like, these things, like, they don't, they're not honestly creeping up at you like so like it'll not be like tumor like no tumor one day tumor the next day to me it's not like that quick yeah no, it doesn't it's, like, no, it's no not way. gonna be like it's not gonna be a, like like you feel yours today it's only it's not how tomorrow it's like what the fuck is this lump outside of my ball like, uh, like yeah see you can get away with once a month that's what they recommend so just feel, like I think you're conscious like yeah. even things like this if everybody just like even if if we have four or five hundred people six hundred people and they just like I guarantee you if you're a yeah. man and you've been listening to this because I know Mickey has I know I have I've felt my nuts during this and been like he's mm, alright so even if somebody like anything's noticed yeah, you can message any, any of us now I don't have the fucking biggest clue but I will just tell you to go to the fucking doctor and tell you to wind your neck yeah, I, tell, I tell everyone just go to, like someone message me like what do you feel like and I'm like doctor uh, yes. are, yeah, I'm not a doctor. Like, yeah, uh, if you're questioning, if you're questioning, that's not your like, natural ball. Go to the doctor. It was like, how did you know? I'm like doctor. Doctor. Literally. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I get that like, time with fucking Q and A's. People be going to me. Oh, like the right in and the will ask me stuff like, yes, I'll get stuff like, oh, my shoulder sore during the gym and I'm a great physio. But then I get people going, I have this yellow patch in my leg and I'm like. Fucking what the fuck? Like go to the doctor. I'll write, like, I'll write the yeah. Tony McAlevey for a diagnosis yeah, here. Like, yeah, like Tony has those Q and A's. Like I just love when he answers my questions. Like, uh, like yeah, Julian, it's just fucking. But that's that's the that's the thing you're gonna get though. You're gonna get people who almost want you to make them go. This is yeah. enough, and don't worry about it. Yeah, and like I literally was saying, like there was someone last year two weeks ago, and they were like, like what to feel like for you, and I was like, yeah, like I can tell you that like it doesn't move, but I was like, but you need to go to the fucking doctor, mate. And he's like, yeah, I don't, like, but like, like do you think it's as bad as yours? And I was like. Seriously, you know, and you probably want to send you pictures because that's the sort of shit I would have done when I'm younger. Be like, oh, you have a look at this and let like, me know. Like, oh, can you look at it? And I'm like, uh, do I have fucking car cancer, Bryce? No, uh, like I'm not Superman here. Yeah. I can't look at your ball. I remember I was in this sounds odd. I was in the gym about a year and a half ago, right? And he's a person I know. I'll not say his name because people will know him. And he asked me, like, just he just goes, look, you're one of the more knowledgeable people. Will you take a look at my nut? And I was like, sweet mother of Christ. And I was like, I don't know. Did you look at his nut? And then I like I didn't feel it, and I goes, do you know what? I goes, just we were, I, I just goes right, like what are you worried about? And I goes, just go to the doctor. And he was like, oh, I'm not sure if I need to. And I goes right, just fucking. Sh I just went, just fucking show me it then. And we were standing at the, at the corner of the gym, and he got his nut out. Okay, right, you'll laugh at this. And I, when I mean, and this is not me being cheeky, it was fucking black. It looked like it was suffocated, and I was like, what oh no, the fuck. So I was like, I just goes to him, 
Look, I'm not a doctor, but I go, that looks like a twisted testicle. Uh, I was going to say, like, yeah, like, got his if balls you have twisted. a twisted testicle, you're fucked. Uh, yeah, you so, have to get that checked too, because it's never going to untwist itself. Nah, so he went to the doctor and he got a load of scans and all. And you know what the doctor said to him? Uh, it wasn't even a twist. Like, the doctor just goes like, oh, it was just like... Dirt? Like, it went back to normal in like five, six weeks. And I was like, that's so rare. But the thing was, I was like, imagine you didn't go to the doctor and that turned out to be... Because I think twisted testicles, you've got like 24 hours and then... 24 hours before you lose a testicle, yeah. Yeah, but it's one of the things where like that turned out to be non. But like, if you're getting a fucking discolored nut or there's lumps or anything, like just go. I think that is the thing. Or as you you did, smack your partner in the face with it because that's probably what I'll do. Yeah, then, like, and get her yeah literally. And then that's that was the funny. That's where my story, like the story came from. And I always laugh about that because that is funny though. Dead. That would make me remember it. Was well, because I fucking slapped him in the face of the day to get him out of bed and just like fuck off. Like it, during the, it swings and roundabouts, literally. That's yeah. sound. I'll be using that in the future then. It's like, oh, this is the monthly check. Whack. Could be the name, <laughs> name, you go, name of the podcast. There. <laughs> Get checked there. But no, so yeah, um, um, I'll just leave it with like, you need to swallow your pride. And... Yeah. yeah, I think that's the main thing. Man, it's like, a, a, a don't, a don't, if I ignore it, it's It'll not there. And yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a really good take up. Mickey, was there anything you wanted to dive into? I think that's no, bang I think on. it's that's bang on. I think bang. it's all covered. I think people just, as we said, they just need to swallow their pride. And if they do, if they do find something, they just swallow their pride, get it seen about, but they just pretty much need to check. Just check. Men in particular, it yeah. costs nothing to check on the share when you're there because you're going to have your hands there anyway. Anyway, and the one thing I, like, <laughs> Like I say, even the nicest possible. Like doctors don't give a fuck no. about you. In terms of no, 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 like, no. they obviously care about helping, but they don't give a fuck. Like your dick's not anything no. special, boys. Like well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like they don't give a fuck if they're well. feeling nuts or your foot or your head. Like it's all just yeah. body parts, them. Yeah, because you desensitize. Yeah. So that's what I said. Like, don't you think you're more important than someone else in terms of like, oh, like, if I go in here, they're gonna look. They don't care. It's a dick. It's a dick. It's a ball. It's a ball. Yeah. And if anything from this if anyone at all finds anything please just ring the doctors now because that's and like I like I, you're the same I think Tony like I will defend like doctors and stuff but people saying they can't get GP appointments people saying like they can't get seen like if you need to be seen you're seen yeah like if you if you ring the doctor saying like I have a lump here or like this looks really suspicious it looks like cancer they'll get you in yeah. almost instantly yeah and they will and the thing is yeah even, even if they can't in a week or so like you're better getting seen in two weeks than yeah, fucking yeah like they will get months. you in it's not, it's not a case of them saying to you oh sorry we can't see it they'll do everything to get you seen yeah so it's not a case of saying oh I'm, I can't doctor's so busy I can't get seen like if you have something they will see you yeah alright no I think that I honestly I just wanted to I think this comes from me Mickey and all listeners thank you very much for coming on board and going through good details you know what like some people are a wee bit like uh, not in no bad way but if they go through something they'd like to keep quite private you've opened that up really really nicely and I think I mean, you have to know everything like, yeah but I think that's if, that's the beauty if I, knew, if I knew all those things about oh it's through the stomach or you lose a test so you can get a prosthetic or yeah. you have to go and freeze the sperm all of those stuff were it was like intense yeah so you know I think I think that if that if that makes one difference, you know, that's probably the only podcast we've had which actually mattered, Mickey. I would say in about two and a half years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All the rest. Sure. Fuck. You can't complain. But thanks for having me, boys. Not a problem. Thank you very much. And look, as Mickey always says, feel free to share this in your story. Give us a message. Let us know what you think. And if you have any questions or anything, please go to your fucking doctor and not message me on my Q and A. Yeah, you very don't much. ask us. Just go to the doctor. <laughs> All right, spot on. Thank you for listening. Cheers, boys.